Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Cole. We have a very advanced program, something very different. An opportunity to reduce your sentence considerably. And possibly play an important role in returning the human race to the surface of the Earth. No license, no prints, no warrants. But he took on five cops like he was just into the eyeballs. What year is this? What year do you think it is? 1996. That's the future, James. Do you think you're living in the future? I'm simply trying to gather information to help the people in the present trace the path of the virus. We're not in the present now. This is a place for crazy people. Hello, welcome to Rewatchability. It's the podcast where we revisit movies and TV shows of the past and see how they hold up today. I'm J.M. McNabb, joined as always by... Blaine Waters. And... Rob Burt Larone. From the future. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's cool that you go by Robert now. That's right. Yeah, that's in the good. future, <laughs> I'm more mature. Tell <laughs> right, about that. <laughs> uh, welcome to our first mini episode. It's the first episode of the sort of new format of the show where we're going to announce the topic of next week's show, talk about when we first saw it. Uh, we have some other fun segments planned, and I think you guys uh, should enjoy it. Before we get into you that, you must enjoy. It. You will enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we get into that, I do want to mention our Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash rewatchability and uh, help keep the show going for a couple bucks a month. Mm-hmm. And you get perks. There are perks. You get the podcast early. We will send you information from the future. <laughs> and the reason why we're doing so many future jokes is because the topic of next week's show is going to be 12 Monkeys. Yes. Uh, so we, first of all, invite you all to watch it along with us because the in-depth discussion will be next week. So it's always great to uh, have listeners watch these movies along with us. But we do want to talk on, in this mini episode about when we first saw it. Blaine, when did you first see 12 Monkeys? I uh, rented it with my mom. Uh, I either see movies <laughs> at sleepovers or with my mom. <laughs> That's the only two places. Every uh, night was a sleepover with your mom. Well, yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, separate rooms. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> less candy. No but, makeovers. <laughs> no, no makeovers. There, there were some. I uh, no. Uh, so I loved this movie. We rented it, and I just remember falling in love with it from the very beginning. It terrified me in a way, like the vision of 
kind of the present of this movie was so terrifying to me. I was like, this the is the 90s. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, this is happening in the world. Like, this is what Philadelphia looks like. What the hell? City of brotherly love my ass. <laughs> <laughs> so it, that kind of terrified me. And Terry Gilliam's his like canted angles and right. the use of all that stuff was so crazy that um, it made me feel you know, it's uh, awful uh, watching it. But right. I loved Bruce Willis from Die Hard. Of course, I loved the time travel aspect of it. I was kind of a sci-fi nerd when I was a kid, uh, watching Star Trek every night and stuff. So I loved this movie so much. And yeah, and, and it's been one of my faves ever since. I, I keep on kind of rewatching it every few years because mm. it's, uh, it's just a damn good movie, I think. So when was the last time you rewatched it? Mm. Like probably... Probably within the last ten years. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So you don't keep rewatching it. You rewatch well, it a couple times. I, I rewatched it like throughout university and like kind of every new big step in my life. You know, I'd rewatch it <laughs> after you got married. I yeah. You it sat was down your wife and was like, my honeymoon. We rewatched Twelve Monkeys. <laughs> That's how you consummated your marriage. <laughs> I mean, it's a romantic film. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I rewatched a lot, but. The last time I rewatched it uh, was probably before the TV show came out. Oh. oh, there is a TV show. There is a TV show. One of the uh, guests we've had on rewatchability was on the the TV show Ari Millen. Oh yeah, on, oh, really? As a guest spot, yeah. And so I rewatched that before watching the show. I watched a few episodes of the show. Nice, which gives you a, an indicator of how much I loved the show. <laughs> but, uh, but I, we'll you talk know, more about the show. Oh, we'll yeah, definitely yeah, talk more about sure. the show. But it's definitely a world that I, I kind of loved and feared at the same right. time. What about you, Rob? Yeah, a buddy of mine introduced this movie to me when I was in high school, and I loved it. It quickly became one of my favorite movies because, yeah, it just had all the elements that, you know, hit a 16-year-old boy's sweet spot. Was it at a sleepover? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> but it sounds like you're describing American Pie. <laughs> we may have watched American Pie. Yeah, I think you're thinking of the wrong movie. This is the one where he sticks his dick in the... No, no. I see why you're confused. There was a monkey briefly in that movie, <laughs> right. I think. No, but it was one of my favorite movies. And I remember, like, it, I became very... Not obsessed with it, but it was very influential. Like, I remember me and my friend Bray, we had this sort of, like... We made up this mysterious organization that we belong to. No. Yeah, called the Red Monkey. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. And so on all of our, like, you know. Really uh, lost a lot of members. <laughs> the 12 monkeys. Yeah, went down to the you know, water, 11 down, monkey. one to go. <laughs> but we'd, like, you know, there was, like, a little, like, Microsoft Paint image that we did. And we'd, like, put it at the bottom of our, like, fan page websites. And it's say, like, Fear the Red Monkey. Wait, what? Well, you had fan page websites about this movie? No, about, like, other things. It just became, like, a, like a trademark. Oh, okay. That we use that we <laughs> ripped off this movie so i can't believe it like i i was the one that suggested this movie and you had like a secret society inspired by it i i can't believe you ripped yeah. off this movie too this movie didn't rip off anything well crazy. nobody will be able to hold me accountable once the world ends so. <laughs> god well yeah. we're, we're we're nearing we're nearing <laughs> that, that place yeah because uh, there is a reason we're doing this movie too yeah, well, yeah. yes, there is. You know what? That wasn't even in my mind when I suggested it at first. Really? I think it was like subconsciously 
like I think people have been posting like images and gifts <laughs> and things of it on Twitter. So right. it's just kind of in the back of my mind. And then I thought, I feel like watching 12 Monkeys. And then very quickly <laughs> not realized, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, I think I was reading an article about how popular Contagion is now. Oh, yeah. right. It was like Contagion, Outbreak, 12 Monkeys. I was like, oh, yeah, shit, 12 There's Monkeys. There's a theme is a, here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but this is at least like, I don't know, this is kind of... I, I can't even imagine really watching Contagion and Outbreak for fun no, right now. No, but Twelve Monkeys is there's so much else. People going are on. dying. Yeah. yeah, and this is kind of like an artful represent. Like I, I never. Maybe we should. If people were dying movies, of but... time travel, then it would be insensitive. <laughs> <laughs> but so far, Rob, we haven't lost one time traveler Rob, that we know of. We're all dying of time travel. That's it's true. called age. Damn, that's deep. <laughs> JM, what about you? When was the first time that you saw Twelve Monkeys? Well, I saw it uh, in the theater. Nice. Uh, when it first came out, I was a big. Monty Python fan when I was younger than that. Oh, I thought you were just like on the run with a mysterious woman. (laughs) (laughs) We were like, we need some uh, hair dyeing ideas. Let's (laughs) pop into this sketchy theater. Not see Vertigo. Let's see this. Yeah. (laughs) One of of those theaters that looks beautiful on the outside and it's just full of transients on the inside. (laughs) Ready to murder at a moment's notice. Yeah. (laughs) It seemed to be a real thing in the 90s. But yeah, I was into Python that paved the way to get into Terry Gilliam, who is a somewhat controversial figure now, which we'll mm. talk about later as well. But just talking about my relationship with him in the past, he quickly became one of my favorite filmmakers. Right. And right. I loved his movies. And the fact that it was a new movie of his come, you know, I probably only had gotten into him in the past couple of years before that. So his new movie was coming out. I was super psyched to go see it. And I loved it. So you probably saw The Fisher King before this I, I'd probably seen all his movies yeah, before okay. this. I yeah. can't think of Brazil one and the I didn't watch. Yeah. yeah. Right. I think the only one I was disappointed with was like Jabberwocky. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember seeing this movie and like did it feel uh, within the oeuvre of his of his work? Did it feel as good as the rest of his work? Did you love this movie when it first came out? I did love it. Yeah. It totally felt like of a piece with the others but also totally its own thing. Like it was so – it was sci-fi in a way that his others weren't. Like right. some of his other movies, you would maybe call sci-fi, but they're so so surreal and so kind of dreamlike and fantastical. Whereas this one is is like you said, a time travel story. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I really really liked it, and I I probably haven't seen it since it first came out on DVD. So right. Wow. Probably like, you know, 15, 20 years since I watched this movie. Yeah. So I was excited to revisit it. Yeah. Yeah. And listeners, if you have a good story about uh, watching 12 Monkeys for the first time, you should tweet it at us and maybe we'll read it in the next episode. Absolutely. That'd be great. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I wanted to do a little segment I'm going to call the rewatchability time machine. Whoa! (laughs) 
I've just seen a whole bunch of shit about time travel, and it does not seem pleasant. Yeah, yeah it doesn't it, work it, out for It'll be for fine. Anybody. Rob, strip down okay. real quick. <laughs> do I have uh, to put on this giant condom? <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> Doesn't he eat a, eat a spider for us, Rob? <laughs> uh, I have one for breakfast. <laughs> I wanted to kind of set the scene for, for our rewatch of this movie. When did 12 Monkeys come out? Well, it came out at the tail end of 1995. Oh. And, and uh, to put it kind of things in perspective – for the stars of the movie, obviously it stars Bruce Willis and Brad Pitt. They both had big movies earlier that year. Bruce Willis had Die Hard with a Vengeance in May. Right. And Brad Pitt had Seven earlier in uh, right. with, yeah. with the co-star of Contagion. <laughs> <laughs> that, so they were kind of like big megastars starring in a very different movie with 12 Monkeys, I feel like. Right. Yeah. I mean, wasn't it uh, kind of true that um, Brad Pitt wasn't a big star when he was cast in this movie no. because oh. Legend of the Fall and like Interview with the Vampire and stuff they like came out all in the span of a very short time, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how big a star he was. I do when he was cast. I right, do know yeah. that earlier in '95 he was voted the sexiest man alive by People Magazine. Cool. So, wow. Uh, I mean, that was before he was playing like the deranged eco activist. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's dreamy. Uh, <laughs> he has conviction. <laughs> but Brad Pitt did say he thought that he'd kind of been pushed onto Terry Gilliam, like the Gilliam. Right, the Gilliam be. didn't. Yeah. Oh, really? So it may have been because you know he is sexiest man alive. Yeah, uh, it's so crazy. Like his whole career, and I mean, even now, like people just don't want to give him like any credit for being able to act. Yeah, yeah. he's a good actor. He is good. Yeah, uh, he are. The month before this came out, this came out at the end of December 1995. The month before that, the first ever computer animated movie, which we've talked about, Toy Story, came out. Right. Oh, was wow. dominating the box office. Uh, two days after this movie was released, the final Calvin and Hobbes comic strip ran. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And then Bill Watterson went into hiding. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go looking for him after this recording. <laughs> Pogs were a big thing in 1995. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember my Pogs getting taken away by the teacher. Really? Yeah. What kind of Pogs were they? Uh, I had some X-Men Pogs. Oh. Did you have like a Super Slammer? Or I had it? a Wolverine Slammer. Oh, that's so it good. Was metal. Did it have like claws on it? I think it was adamantium. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. And just a couple of months before this, the O.J. Simpson verdict was handed down. Oh, yeah, okay. So think about that. So you're going into 12 Monkeys. Calvin and Hobbes is still a thing for two days. O.J. Simpson (laughs) was found not guilty. The media, like the media trial. Is there something from media in this movie? I don't know. (laughs) Probably not. Yeah, so that's kind of where we were at with 1995. So there wasn't any, like, disease or anything? No. Hmm. Well, that's the thing, because this movie came out, uh, it was released in limited release in Dece- on December 29th, 1995. So the scenes in set in 1996 in this movie are technically in the future for this right, movie. Right, right. They, yeah. they still, for all they knew, there was a mass plague coming. <laughs> right. But, like, didn't it become, like, dated by the VHS release? Yeah, I yeah. mean, that's why so many future movies put the future so far in the future. All I know is that when the movie started and it said the apocalypse happened in 1996, I was like, whoo, <laughs> <laughs> we're safe. <laughs> Thank God. 
See, I I went to the computer and double checked because I was like, did it happen? Like it might have. We might be living in the apocalypse right, right now. When was right. SARS? That's what I was trying to remember. Like when was the last like big thing around this time? But I guess that was like ninety nine or something. It also was SARS as global a phenomenon. I know it was in in Asia. And I know here. it was here. But like, was mm. the U.S. affected as severely? I don't think Not so. Not as severely yeah. as they are being affected now. Because the Rolling Stones came and played here <laughs> to help us out. Didn't every town have their Rolling Stones <laughs> Yeah, concert? I don't think so. <laughs> so that's a little bit about what was going on in 95. Okay, before we end this mini episode, I do want to do another little segment. Uh, we talk so much about movies from our past and our childhood mm-hmm. on the show. And it seems like every day we're inundated with uh, news of reboots and remakes and mm. cashing in on our nostalgia. Yeah, cashing in on the nostalgia we've been trying to cash in on for, <laughs> yeah. for longer. <laughs> so I thought on these mini episodes we could do a little segment called uh, Rob Has Dubbed I Reboot. Yes, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Each reboot has a set of laws that they can't break. <laughs> they One, must. <laughs> no reboot may harm a human being. <laughs> it only may harm the movie that came before it. That is rebooting. So I wanted to talk about for iReboot this week the news. It's going on a couple weeks ago now, but we haven't talked about it. No. And that's the news that Rick Moranis is reportedly uh, reprising his role as the dad from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yes. And that is Big news. Yeah. Because he's been retired for like years. Like he went, uh, he left the business because his wife passed away from Mm -hmm. cancer and he basically had to raise his kids. And so he hasn't been in any movies since Little Giants or something. I don't know. He did, he did voices. I know he's the voice in Brother Bear. Right. And he's been doing music. Yeah. He did Uh, have a Grammy nominated like country album. Yeah. Which I think it was like one of his songs was like, I'm 11 gallons short of a 12 gallon hat or something like that. Good, <laughs> That's funny. good title. It's funny. It's funny yeah. stuff. And uh, I, we mentioned this uh, article before where he said uh, that someone asked him, like, why aren't you in the business anymore? And he's like, well, no reason. I, I'd take a movie if, if someone came along with a movie. What? <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to like, pitch something? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, we reboot Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Hey, perfect. That's, That's never been done. Yeah. But isn't it something – one thing that I read, and I don't know if this is true or, like, it might be changed before the movie comes out, is that, like, yeah, he's going to be playing the character. But, like, in the movie, his wife will have passed away maybe from cancer? I didn't hear about that. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Because all his experiments were, like, emitting radiation in the house. For, for their whole lives? Well, maybe, probably. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, oops. <laughs> uh, but but I, then the movie I don't is... know about that. I hadn't heard that. I do know that he's kind of like the peripheral character. He's like the grandpa, oh, okay. and it's about his son is now, I think, played by Josh Gad and building oh. shrink rays and shit. Mm-hmm. And the movie's called Shrunk. Okay. okay. And it is not... <laughs> like when you get out of the pool. <laughs> when, when I read about this movie, I assumed it was going to be, you know, like a Disney Plus streaming right. offering. No, this is going to be in theaters. A legit movie. Yeah, if movie theaters are still around by the time they finish this movie. <laughs> oh, we won't be going to them. No. <laughs> uh, they'll stream live from the theater and we'll watch it on our computers. <laughs> yeah, in hazmat suits. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm mixed about this. I love Rick, Rick Moranis, but yeah. I did write an article recently about how awful that character is and how he should be in jail mm-hmm. for all the times <laughs> he abused science and yeah, almost right. murdered his children. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
They're also, speaking of Rick Moranis reboots, they're also doing The Little Shop of Horrors. Right. They're, yeah. they're rebooting that. Well, it's a remake, so, yeah. I mean, they're not going to, like, bring back his character. Or they're going to, like, cast him as somebody sexy. Like, I think it's going to be Chris Hemsworth or something I thought you were going to say Josh Gad again. <laughs> Josh, damn him! <laughs> I hate Josh Gad! He can sing? No, he can't. Well, I think Chris <laughs> Evans is going to be. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, that's I right. I can't remember I forgot the pretty playing. boy. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, it itself was a remake, so... Well, yeah, adaptation. not the musical. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, you're right. Okay. Is, yeah. But it's the remake of the Corman one. I, I don't know. I, I am all for the Moranisance. Yeah. yeah. Sure. I, he was one of our greatest comic actors. And I feel like he gave us something that was not filled after he left. Oh, and another thing, another Rick Moranis <laughs> thing we should talk about before we go is another great Rick Moranis movie is Strange Brew featuring huh? Max von Sydow, who oh, recently yeah. passed away. Oh, yeah. Our greatest adaptation of Hamlet. Our greatest adaptation of Hamlet, <laughs> which we should talk about on the podcast sure. sometime. Oh, yeah. absolutely. But I, I will also say Rick Moranis is not going to be in the Ghostbusters sequel, remake, reboot thing. The, right. new, the new Jason Reitman mm, Ghostbusters. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. too bad. That, that, that was the, the other guys, I think, are like Bill Murray and... That's uh, too bad. What about of Andy course, Potts? I don't remember. Mm, okay. I don't remember. I think Sigourney Weaver is, though. Ooh. I think, I think they flew them all out to, uh, to Alberta where, <laughs> where they shot that movie. And... The other movie that I want to talk about with Rick Moranis is that... Did you ever hear about the Spaceballs uh, sequel? What? That they wanted to do? It was going to be like uh, the Spaceballs sequel, Time to Cash In or something like that. It was, it was, it was the cool. Search for More Money. Search for More Money. There, there you go. Or no, it was the, the Quest for More Money or something. I, the other title I remember Rick Moranis saying was they were talking about doing a sequel called Spaceballs 3, The Search for Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, but like that would be so good right now with all the reboots coming out if they you know rebooted Spaceballs and made that like um, – like making fun of all the reboots, but nothing is as good as what it should be. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I just, yeah, it would be disappointing, or it would be made for Netflix, and it would be sort of half-assed, like the well, there Wet was Hot American Summer sequel. The, yeah, there was a Spaceballs cartoon, I think, like a cartoon right. series, yeah, uh, that I never watched. No, uh, I mean, yeah, so <laughs> maybe it's best they don't do that. No. Yeah, probably, but yeah, I mean, with the Force Awakens or the last. Whatever Skywalker, <laughs> the, yeah, you the watched them all. You watched them all. <laughs> I'm sure. Big fan. I'm Big sure there's lots here. of stuff that they can parody still. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, that is it for this mini episode. So go watch Twelve Monkeys mm-hmm. if you like. Even uh, if you haven't seen it before, watch it because uh, I think it'll be. I think you'll like it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, yeah, imagine we did this and then we rewatched the movie. And we're like, oh my god, we told people to watch the movie. <laughs> we oh, made no. mistakes. <laughs> We're offering a full apology uh, and retraction. <laughs> so come back. Next week we'll be back with a, a full rundown of 12 Monkeys. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at Rewatchability, like us on Facebook, and be sure to subscribe and rate us on whatever podcast service you use. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. 